Welcome to the Economically Speaking Podcast, hosted by the Town of Babylon IDA CEO, Tom Dolan. Welcome. I'm Tom Dolan, CEO of the Town of Babylon IDA, and you are listening to Economically Speaking, the information podcast designed to deliver the latest economic development news in the town and the surrounding region. Episode number four. In just a few short seconds, I will be speaking to Liz Marachi. She is here with us speaking on behalf of the Babylon Citizens Council on the Arts, BACA for short, to talk to us on the importance of the arts in our community. Thank you for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy the episode. So welcome, Liz. Thanks for being here today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's good to see you. I know we, we've talked a little bit. We, we get to work, and a lot of people don't know this. We do work in the same building, but uh, Liz is always on a mission. So she's, <laughs> hello, goodbye. Uh, just kidding. But maybe just to get started, we can just kind of share with the listening audience, and, and maybe you could just introduce yourself and let everyone know a little bit about your background and the role you play here at BACA. Sure. So I'm the executive director of BACA, and we are a nonprofit arts council that serves the town of Babylon. We're um, a nonprofit resource center for the arts, and we serve the needs of the residents, artists, and arts organizations here. Um, we were incorporated in 1974, and we sponsor and develop programs, artistic, cultural, educational programs and services here, and um, are here to support artists and creative creatives in all of their endeavors. That's great. And a little bit about yourself. I know uh, when you first pulled up and you started working here, I saw Pennsylvania license plates. You're from Pennsylvania, I guess, originally? Yes, I'm from the Scranton area of Pennsylvania, and um, I moved here a few years ago. I have actually a background in uh, sales and uh, management, um, selling industrial coatings, um, and I studied art. I'm an artist myself. I studied art and entrepreneurship and kind of put all of those things together in my role now in helping the community. Oh, that's great. That's great. What would you say as far as what does BACA offer the public and the artists in the community and in the town of Babylon? So primarily we uh, serve as a resource for the artists and the arts organizations and other creatives in the community. Our primary goal is really to um, create a platform and advocate for both the artists and the value of the arts in the community. BACA as an organization offers a few different types of programs and, and is involved with all of the different types of arts, including visual arts, theater, and performing arts, uh, literary arts, and um, we have a, a arts center in Lindenhurst that we where we host some of those programs, as well as um, we're grateful to operate also in some of the Town of Babylon facilities, including Old Town Hall, where we are today. Yeah, and I've had the opportunity again in working here in the same building, and this again goes back to pre-COVID, uh, which we'll talk a little bit about later, but some of the art programs and displays that you guys have put on have been tremendous, and I find myself you know, stopping and looking and uh, very impressed with a lot of the work that is done. But I'm sure many people, how has how Baca's programs made possible, and you know, who do you have to partner with to make make this all go? So we um, we partner with uh, other nonprofit organizations, small businesses, and other uh, entities. We receive support from the National Endowment for the Arts, the New York State Council on the Arts, Suffolk County, um, and also the Town of Babylon, and uh, some other organizations, including the Town of Babylon Local Development Corporation and the Lindenhurst Business Improvement District, and of course from our members and private contributions. Gotcha. Okay. And can you tell, you know, why is it so beneficial that BACA partner with the businesses, educational institutions, and the, the local government for the community? 
Well, really having um, a strong network helps not only us um, advocate for our artists and to um, create awareness and advocate for the arts, but it helps other artists know where they can go for opportunities and assistance. Do organizations sponsor any of the programs that you put together? Yes, we've had some great opportunities to partner with local organizations, including this year, the Town of Babylon Local Development Corporation, who sponsored the Babylon Together Project, which is a series of public arts installations and activities um, after COVID-19 to bring the community together and also to support our small businesses while we're doing that. So some examples of things we were able to do were a drive-in concert, which we did in partnership with another local arts organization, Colored Colors, and we did that in Amityville Village. We also had a, a mural, a mural and wine dance that was painted I saw by... That, yeah. That, yeah, yeah, that was led by, led by a local artist, Marie St. Cyr. She's mm-hmm. a wine dance artist and owns St. Cyr Art Studio. And the local, the students of wine dance schools, that was a student-led mural. So Marie facilitated that. And we also had some outdoor painting classes in the town of Babylon Parks. And we are continuing that um, with uh, art exhibition in our local cafes throughout the town of Babylon upcoming. And the goal of this ultimately is to create a, an arts trail throughout the town of Babylon. Understood. Yeah, no, that's great. And and I tell you, the impact it does create here in the town and the role it plays in our local economy, maybe you can just kind of touch on that a little bit as far as what you've seen and what you've, some of the things you've witnessed with uh, some of those programs. Yeah, so really the opportunity that the arts offers the community is, it creates a sense of community first and foremost. So it creates really pride in where you live and, and a sense of belonging. And along with foot traffic, you know, it brings people into the downtowns. It's a form of entertainment. I mean, if you think of all of the things that you like to do, chances are they involve the arts in some way. It helps to beautify the community. And, and really, I think first and foremost, it, it creates that sense of belonging for for artists and non-artists. Sure. No, I, I, again, I witnessed many of these things here, right, in the town. And, and again, you guys do such a great job. And um, it does play a significant role. And I think part of, you know, what we had seen, especially with COVID, is that you don't realize, you know, we take for granted so many things, is my point, especially with the arts. And all of a sudden, when things were all of a sudden not available anymore, you realize how much you missed all those types of uh programs that you're talking about. Um, You know, as an organization and as, again, as your mission as to help the local artists and what what are some of the challenges you have faced uh, in the last year with COVID-19 and how did you adapt and what innovations have come out of it? Really, the the challenges are mostly the venue closures, really. The, The physical presence of being able to go into a gallery or being able to go see a live performance and gathering and having those events, really it's affected the arts and entertainment industry. They were obviously hit very hard, as were many others. And, you know, in, in a way, in during a time like the last year, the arts are just as important as ever, if not more important, for, you know, expression and a sense of community and, you know, in isolation. Sure. So a lot of people turn to the arts at a time when it became even more difficult for the arts to operate in a way, but it has created opportunity for innovation. A lot of partnerships have come out of it, including the one we have just spoken about. And also I think one of the challenges really 
finding a way to have that sense of community um, without actually gathering in person. So a lot of that was a shift to virtual programming, including an online exhibitions and Zoom meetings, of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have a Wednesday group actually that has been meeting in the morning for coffee to share their art together and just to support each other since the beginning of the pandemic. And we have a, an inspiration every week that we announce on social media and online and BACA members and non-members gather together in the morning. They share their work and I think that's really been... The support, sure. A, uh, yeah, support. It's been such a tough year. <laughs> it <Yes>. really has. <laughs> and uh, like I said, the arts have, have really taken it on the chin a little bit, but uh, you've come out of it and you were coming out of it. And I think we, we do see a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel now, which is great. Um, how, how can the community support local artists and their businesses? What, what would be some of your recommendations to some of the people in the community? The main thing I would say is that um, sometimes I think there's a narrow view of what the arts can be. And just for local businesses to really think about the arts with an open mind and to... Um, kind of think about all of the different possibilities there might be to partner with local artists mm -hmm. and musicians and to tap into the creative community is really to reach a very wide audience. And there's a lot of interesting ways that small businesses can partner with arts organizations and really advocate for each other. Sure. You know, you and I actually, we, we had a conversation and I feel horrible right now. I forget the doctor's name. Of, I was sharing with you up in North Amityville. She wanted to promote some of the local artists, and she was going to have pictures rotated in her her local office of the you know and be, be able to change. And I think you said something to me that you do have some of those types of programs around the town where people do display some of the local art and things like that. Yes, we have a rotating arts program, um, and we display artist work in libraries, and we're also expanding um, expanding that a bit with one of the programs we spoke about, um, the cafe exhibition. We'll have a, a permanent gallery in Mooney, uh, Muni's Cafe in Lindenhurst. Mm -hmm. And we also have partnered with this year, uh, the Albanese Development Corporation for an opportunity for a local artist to design a public arts installation uh, for a building that's currently under construction in Windanch. So that was really a unique opportunity for an artist to be involved in in creating a, a piece that w will impact the community for a long time to come. Sure. Um, that's great. And again, these, these ideas and bringing art and the local economy together, I think it, it is such a great match and it is so important to the local economy. And I know it's been something that, you know, goes, dates back probably prior to uh, the Great Depression, but I know that was part of, um, during the Great Depression, I know Matt McDonough had spoken about that way back when, as far as how important the arts were into helping bring the economy back. And I think it's something that is needed again as we as we move forward. So lastly, I guess I'm going to give you an opportunity to give a little bit of a, a commercial uh, before we start uh, going out. Is What would you say, why, why are the arts so important? And what have you seen from your perspective? And, and why do you feel the arts are so important today? Really, I would say really imagine your world without the arts and art is everywhere and I think aside from the livability of your community and tourism and um, the things we've spoken about the foot traffic 
It also has to do with a way of communicating with your community and um, really impacting the community. It has to do with the local culture and experiences. Art allows us to communicate in a way and reach a lot of people with different ideas and um, share the way that we experience the world. Um, and the arts also affects, if we're thinking about art education and the creative process, of, arts education helps all people. And when they go out into the world, they're engaging with their creative process all the time. Artists really, they are entrepreneurs. So they're, they're out in the community, impacting the community every day. Well said. <laughs> well said on that. Um, is, is there anything else you'd like to add? I know there's a, there's a program that you kind of help and support the artist in their endeavor, right, in their entrepreneurship. Maybe you could just kind of touch on that a little bit. Sure. BACA as an organization and also other arts councils across Long Island um, offer technical assistance programs for artists um, and help them operate um, as entrepreneurs and we have some programs to, to assist with that as well as access to uh, grant funding and, and other resources that help artists be successful in everything that they're doing. Sure and I got to tell you again in some of the uh, the opportunities I had with some of the local and you, you even did things I mean I remember some of the art shows you did you you have elementary school children and shows like that, and some of the talent is tremendous. And I'm sure the technical support that you're talking about for these artists as they go through the process uh, is so important, helping their success. You know, one of the things I, I did want to just touch on a little bit uh, as we start to wind down a little bit is the Shuttered Venue Operators Grant. It was a 1.25 billion dollar allocation. Uh, to that grant and that was part of the American Rescue Plan Act of 2021. It's for people in the arts and the eligible entities include live venue operators and promoters, uh, theatrical producers, live performing arts organizations, operators, uh, museum operators, motion picture theater operators and, and talent representatives and, and the list goes on a little bit uh, but we wanted to get that out for two reasons. One is uh, to give uh, a co some contact information so if you're listening and you, and you needed that grant or you thought that you may qualify for it uh, again it's www.babylonisback.com um, it's under the federal section but again babylonisback.com and again the goal is to help the local artists again uh, it's so important to support the local art we're hearing that but we also want to bring as much money back to the local economy as possible with that to help and uh, to make or bring the money here, not somewhere else. Um, so Liz, I, I also wanted to just kind of give the people that are listening, um, maybe there's an artist out there or somebody who'd like to get involved, or maybe there's someone who has been inspired by art that might be able to help and support uh, BACA. Uh, maybe you could just kind of share with the listeners your contact information and the organization's contact information. Yes, absolutely. If you're an artist, a performer, a musician, um, or any type of creative, we encourage you to please get in touch if you need assistance, if you're interested in opportunities um, and need any resources. You can always reach out to us directly at info at babylonarts.org or visit our website www.babylonarts.org. Excellent. And again, I uh, want to thank you so much for being here. Uh, it was very informative, 
Um, and I think anyone listening uh, got some good information today. And we're going to do this, and as we spoke in the past, we hope that you'll come back. Uh, I know that you guys have different events that are going to go on throughout the year, and we'd love to help promote that and get that out to our listening audience. So that invitation is always open. Thank um, you, Craig. And again, everyone, I've been speaking to Liz Maraki, Executive Director for BACA. My name is Tom Dolan. You've been listening to Economically Speaking. Have a great day, everyone. This episode of Economically Speaking was brought to you by the Town of Babylon IDA. For additional information and to find out how to stay connected, like us on our Facebook page at Town of Babylon IDA, as well as our website, BabylonIDA.org, where you can subscribe to our email listing and find links to our latest episodes and newsletters.